95.5 KLOS and KLOS HD1, Los Angeles. You're listening to Frosty, Heidi, and Frank from the Morongo Casino Studios on 95.5 KLOS. Welcome to Crime Week with Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. All week long, for an hour each morning, we focus on the seedy underbelly of society, the criminals, and those who bring them to justice. This is Crime Week on 95.5 KLOS. Yes, it is Crime Week. We're taking your calls if you've ever been arrested or gone to jail in another country. Yes, from vacation disasters. I guess this would be the ultimate vacation disaster. You end up in a foreign jail. Oh, my God. How scary. Some of those foreign jails, the offenses, like you get life in prison just because you, you know, stole something. I mean, they're, they're really Threw a gum wrapper on the ground. Yeah. I'm in Malaysia, and it's like, oh, no. Yeah, don't take a poster. You no then. They'll just mm. whip your ass with a cane. How about that, <laughs> that warm beer guy who was in, yeah, stole North a poster Korea. off the wall in Korea? You end up in a no one likes warm beer. Well, that's true, mm. too. Uh, let's see. David went to jail in Mexico. Hey, David. Hey, good morning, guys. So tell us the story about how you went to jail in Mexico. So uh, I was drinking. Uh, well, I decided to go down there with my cousin, and we were just drinking, drinking. Uh, finished, uh, finished off about a bottle and a half of tequila down there at a bar. Um, all I know is I blacked out. When I came to, we were both handcuffed together in the backseat of the police car. Um, I'm sure it was probably just, like, drunk in public, but, you know, they took us to jail, stripped us. While they booked us, you know, they stripped us, like, in front of just, like, a row of other guys, and they booked us. And we stayed there for for a while. My cousin kept trying to trying to um, get us trying to try to get us out of there um trying to pay our way out finally they they took the bribe and you know they they let us go we decided to walk the the main boulevard again and within a few minutes right away they wanted to arrest us again for for jaywalking we told them that we just got out of jail we paid our way out and we're not gonna go back and uh, we're and not gonna my, uh, go back yeah. yeah i'm sure you said that <laughs> yeah they were li- they were looking through our backpacks try- trying to find whatever they could to see if uh if they could you know pin something on us but why do they strip you <laughs> weapons uh, well, well they can yeah, pat you down we, for that we were, in, we were inside the jail and they just want to make sure that and i guess we didn't have anything on us and everybody in there that was getting booked was was strip naked so we we're just cupping ourselves and, you know just trying to stay you know but where'd you find the forward. money if you were st- standing there naked cupping yourself where'd you find I mean, the cash to bribe them out or what else did you do to we, get out of there mm-hmm. no we had it now we had it in our in our backpacks we had some we had some cash in the backpack papas and bajaz <laughs> papas and bajaz <laughs> <laughs> were you scared at all um no just because i was i was Still pretty drunk, so <laughs> it was kind of cool. It. Just, it was pretty disgusting. That's scary. All right, David, stay on hold. We got the uh, I was in a foreign jail face-off. Uh, you're going to give it's Cat, who ended up in jail in Nicaragua. Hello, Cat. Hi, guys. Hi, Cat. So, how'd you end up in jail in Nicaragua? Well, I was on a month-long scoping trip with my husband, and we had rented a truck. We were coming back through Managua, and I got T-boned by a taxi driver. And because of the rental, you know, because of the insurance, we had to call the cops, well, to report it. So we had to wait, like, two and a half hours on the side of the road during, like, this huge storm, too, for them to even show up. When they show up, I show them my passport. I was driving. They grabbed my passport and my husband. They put me in the back of a paddy wagon and him in another cop car and took us to a jail in Managua, put us in the cell, and, uh, and then they actually let us out about five hours later and said I had to come back in two days for my court date and then we could get our passports back. 
So that night, we left and we went out to this bar by the hostel. It was this <laughs> Irish pub. And they brought me drinks all night. And uh, I had to go back two days. And same thing like the Mexico story. I had to literally, under the table, give this tough Monaguan lady cop with like a huge neck tough. She could beat the crap out of me. I had to give her the $60 under the table, oh, literally. $60. And then she, she passed the passport back over. This was early 2000s in, wow. in Managua. Oh, so the exchange rate was really good. How do you know to pay her off? Does she ask you, does she whisper to you, give me 60 bucks? Or how do you know to give her 60 Uh We went back to the hostel where we stayed that night, and we got one of the uh, family members that owned it that could speak, like, legal Spanish, because we both spoke Spanish but not well enough to deal with a court date. And he went with us, and he told us that was going to be the strategy. So he went in there with my husband and I, and he did all the talking, and he said, yep, yep, give it to her. So really, no, if you are in a foreign country, just start bribing people. That's the way to go. I, I'd be scared that the act of bribery, the penalty <laughs> right. is death. He is right. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Stay on hold. All right, so we'll oh, see. Oh, damn. Uh, David and Jill in Mexico, Cat and Jill in Nicaragua. Who wins that face-off? I would say Cat. Nicaragua? Yeah. But she so, never had to get naked, stand no. there in jail with a bunch of guys cuffing his junk. No, but she legit didn't do anything wrong. She got T-boned by a driver. She's, She's probably wasted. Yeah, but even if you T-bone me, I didn't do. You T-bone me, you're at fault. She was treated unjust. No, 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 honey. If I'm just let's, let's clear something up. If you're wasted and I'm not, and I T-bone you, you're still at fault because you're drunk and I'm not. Yeah, that's a technicality, <laughs> Your Honor. Well, technicality. Don't I mean, most people, if you're like, well, as long as I I can drive, I can drive. But somebody else hits you. You're automatically at fault. Even if you were both sober, you wouldn't have been at fault. Even though they hit you. If they you're drunk lost control at all, you. it doesn't matter. Uh, you automatic loser. Go to jail. No, skip. skip uh, go. So go. Go straight to jail. Don't mm-hmm. drive drunk, I guess. Well, yeah, that's the takeaway. Yeah, that's a good message. Mm-hmm. I still uh, say cat. Uh, let's see. All right, cat, you can go through the next round. You're up against now against uh, Jason, who went to jail in Japan. Hey, Jason. Hey, how's it going? It's Crime Week on the Frosty Audio and Frank Show. We're talking to everyone who's gone to jail in a foreign country, and you ended up behind bars in Japan. What the hell did you do? Okay, so I was in Japan with my band about five years ago, and as soon as we landed, we uh, went to Tokyo, and we're staying in Tokyo, and we went out drinking like we usually do. Um, And so we were out there for a few hours, and half of my band decides to go back to the hotel, and then my singer and I still wanted to keep going, so we we did. And our our band was like, "Hey, man, like you guys should come back with us. Like we just mm-hmm. don't have a, we don't have a good feeling about this." Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, "No, it's cool. We'll be back." And then so we go out, and then we go to a few bars. And the last bar I remember being at, we we're talking to some nice ladies, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and I had. I took my, I took a sip of my drink, I blinked my eyes, and woke up in a room with my friend and two Japanese cops staring at me, just like giving me the death stare. <laughs> and and I look at my friend, I'm like, "What is going on?" And he looks at me, he's like, "Just calm down, man." He's like, "We're in jail." Like, I'm like <laughs> oh, I didn't know where you were. <laughs> That's awesome. And I look in my hand, in my right hand, and there's just blood just dripping from my knuckles all down my arm. And I'm just, I started thinking the worst. I'm like, oh, man, what did I do? What did I do? And um, so, I, like, you know, we're trying to figure out what's going on. So like, what'd you oh, do? Yeah. The story's getting so, a little long. Well, 
Well, I don't know. I, 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 I'm thinking I broke. Well, we found out that I broke a window. I punched the window out. I'm thinking of the bar that, we were at. That's oh, never okay. a good idea. Yeah. All right, stay, All right. stay on hold, Jason. Bleeding in a jail in Japan. I mean, to, to be talking to a girl, take a sip of a drink, blink your eyes. And being a Japanese jail is, <laughs> yeah, the is rock and roll. The other my- band pussies <laughs> went home. The lead singer and me, yeah, we went out. We got arrested in Japan. I'm a band pussy. Or when you're, I'm going to the hotel. When your rock band says it's time to go back feeling. to the hotel. The drummer says, I have a bad feeling about this. That means it's rock and you roll. You know what? You tell that guy to beat it. <laughs> He's the drummer. Seriously? He's the drummer. Can, He's the drummer. He's have the Japanese authorities <laughs> pick up Heidi and put her in jail. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think uh, who, Jason or Cat, Nicaragua or Japan? Cat, still, I think. Still Cat. All right. I mean, yeah, Jason I mean, again, Jason brought it on himself. Yeah, he got drunk and whatever he did, he did himself. <laughs> That's why I picked it, those guys. <laughs> but maybe Victor will win. He went to jail in Egypt. Hello, oh. Victor. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi, Victor. What the hell did you do over there to go to jail? Uh, I was uh, doing a contract out there for the military, and um, I uh, stayed a couple extra days over, and uh, this taxi driver started driving all crazy, dude, and I told him to slow down, and he kept going fast. He kept hauling ass. I was like, oh, shit, this guy's going to try to fucking kidnap me. Okay, language, language. He's going to try to kidnap you. Stay on hold. Yeah. He got real caught up in the moment of telling that story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you are in Egypt, and you think the the guy's going to kidnap you and end up beheading you later or something crazy. Dude, you're on the radio. What, are you in denial? Seriously. It doesn't seem so bad now, does it? No, I thought I'd share the uh, lower rung with you. It's things like that that keep discussions quiet. <laughs> you were thinking it too, mm. Heidi. <laughs> but I'd already had one real stink pot, okay. so I exactly. decided to lay low on that one. Exactly. Well, she's not negotiating right now. She's no, got couple, I'm good. She's got. She's got. I think she's got a couple of years. I can on tell her bad deal. jokes for another yeah, two. Oh, exactly. She just started getting really better in about uh, 2021. I'll try this one. Negotiate, sign, then suck. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Don't, don't suck for don't, three days don't to go. Don't suck pre-sign okay. or there'll suck. be no sign. Got it. Two days out. That's what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> You're sucking wrong, Frosty. <laughs> but I don't know how to actually perform acceptably. <laughs> anyway, there was a movie years ago uh, where these two guys ended up in a Turkish prison. Midnight Express, I think was what it was called. Anyone well, see that? Well, it was more than a few <laughs> years, years ago. ago. Well, it was like in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ran it on a videotape. 60 yeah. years ago. Well, it was 40 <laughs> years ago. That, that, seeing that movie, I think it was the early 80s, thank you. These two guys, just I think they smoke weed or something. No big deal. But in Turkish prison, it's like life in prison. And it's a horrible, horrible, like, slave existence. You're beaten. This is a more recent movie. It's the same thing. It had the girl from uh, Homeland. Yes. Oh, and uh, my so-called life. What was her name? And they were Claire gonna, Danes. Yeah, they, they were going to smuggle some drugs. I think it might have been over in Thailand Hotel or something like that. Something. And they ended up uh, getting arrested and to spend pretty much. You're screwed. Yeah, screwed. couple, you know, young, Ugh. you know, suburban white right. teenage girls doing this one deal. Oh, big damn. Just smuggle some drugs out of here. See, once you see a movie like those oh, two, my God. you behave yourself overseas. You don't want to get in trouble over there. No. You just don't. It's not like over here. You don't know the language? Oh, God. Yeah, you can't communicate that you didn't do anything wrong. It would suck. Wasn't that movie? Broke Down Palace. Oh, Broke Down Palace. That's actually a good one, though. Broke Mm -hmm. Down Palace. I'll stream that. Mention it on Crossing Streams later. 
Is it on any uh, streaming services right now, Eric? So they can uh, go watch it? I'll find out for you right now. To prevent yourself from going to jail in a foreign country? Check on Midnight Express while you're at it. It might be re-released or something. (laughs) Uh, Since it is Crime Week, uh, some celebrity sexual assaults uh, accusations in the news. Uh, CNN's Don Lemon is reportedly being sued in Suffolk. I said Suffolk. Mm-hmm. Uh, county by a man who claims that Lemon sexually assaulted him last summer at a bar. Uh, this guy, the plaintiff, is named Dustin Heiss. Uh, in the lawsuit, he claims that uh, Lemon assaulted him after he offered to buy Lemon a drink at the bar, and Lemon declined. Now, according to the lawsuit, Lemon approached this guy Heiss later that night, and after putting his hand down his shorts, come on, Lemon putting his hand, own hand down his own shorts, mm. and vigorously rubbing his genitalia. Then shoved his index and middle finger into this guy's mustache. <laughs> and then Mr. Lemon intensely pushed his fingers yeah, against the plaintiff's face under the plaintiff's nose, forcing the plaintiff's head to thrust backwards. As uh, the, the defendant repeatedly asked uh, Heiss, I mean, Lemon asked Heiss, Do you like P or D? Do you like P or D? And he said the words. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I okay, can't say yeah, it's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, he said P or D. And well, like, I'm so confused, Mr. Lemon. I just wanted to buy you a drink. What's P or D? Don mean? Lemon's very proper. It wouldn't surprise me if he said that. Uh, yeah, he's very proper, according to this. Yeah, yeah. Rub my genitals sounds and show like my a, fingers in your mustache. Sounds like a real gentleman. <laughs> Smells like lemon. While, uh, <laughs> while saying this, Mr. Lemon continued to shove his fingers in the plaintiff's face with aggression and hostility. Don categorically denies these claims, and this matter does not merit any further comment at this time. It's what he says. This guy reportedly is demanding $1.5 million in a lawsuit seeking damages for emotional pain and suffering after he claimed that the alleged assault left him with feelings of shame, humiliation, anxiety, anger, and guilt. And a nasty-smelling mustache. You know, this is... Okay. By the way, the guy was a bartender. So? Well, I'm just saying... Yeah, like that's a bad well, that's, job. When, when, remember, the bartender was going to buy him a drink. It's different some guy comes up and wants to buy him a drink. Because that would imply the guy was flirting with him. The bartender wanted to buy Don Lemon a lemon drop. Even if a guy wants to buy you a drink and flirting with you, you don't pull your pa- put your fingers on your pants and shove them in his mustache. Well, well, aggressive. It sounds is, like you're flirting back if a guy's trying to buy you a mustache. But this or, is, well... trying to buy you a mustache. <laughs> He's buying a lemon His name is Lemon, so the bartender yeah. playfully is going to buy him a lemon drop which I think is kind of funny. Don said no, as you pointed out. But Don probably interpreted that as, well, maybe he wants, he wants to, I mean, Don happens to be homosexual. Is he's, Don Lemon homosexual? He is. He's married to a guy. He's out, he's an out and proud homosexual. I didn't know so, that. Oh, so he's married. Yeah. So if you watch CNN and you knew him, is he would married? Know. Did he make a pledge to this other guy? He's married to a guy, yeah. Lemon pledge? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we're all if, getting fired. Let's just all get fired. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's all go out together. So Once here's the thing. If you knew who Don Lemon was, and you did because you wanted to buy him a Lemon Drops, you knew he was Don Lemon. If you knew him and watched CNN, you know he's gay. He talks about it on the news. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't yeah, so, but if you know him, you know he's gay. So the guy was giving the signs that he was interested because he knew who he was. I thought his was name was Fredo. There we, well, oh. I didn't know it was Don. Yeah, it was different, a different, different guy. Different CNN, different, different CNN mm-hmm. guy. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, CNN's really taking the hits to, today. So then after a year, this bartender claims that Frank said he suffered severe emotional stress, loss of future earnings and opportunities. Mm-hmm. He's suing for damages. What? So he's been so disturbed by the fact that a guy flirted with him by putting his finger under his nose. Can you imagine? I, no, 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 no. Frosty. A guy puts his hand down his pants, rubs himself vigorously, and then puts his fingers in your face. It's like bad. Like Frosty would love like no, 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 saying, no, it's wrong. And don't do that. That is, that is a That's very, right. very so mild sexual, sexual assault. If Don Lemon did that. You don't think that would be 
somewhat emotionally disturbing for yourself. To the point where you couldn't work for a year? Oh, I'm so emotionally disturbed. Well, I mean, I don't know how much a bartender makes, but $1.5 million. I mean, how many years do you got to work to make that as a bartender? Is that worth it? A finger in the nose gets you a million and a half because you're so disturbed for a whole year you can't work? Really? From a finger on your nose? I think I'd probably just sniff Lemon's ball bag for $1.5 million (laughs) voluntarily. I mean, yeah. For $1.5 million, just one sniff. Yeah. How okay, about an apology sure. in 50 grand? But a million and a half, the guy's trying to make money from it, obviously. I don't know. It seems a bit much, well, doesn't it? Well, he won't apologize if he says he did. He goes, that, that, that ne- never even happened. Aren't there cameras usually in those places? You could probably figure that By out. By the way, was it a gay bar? I don't know. But how do you probably been to two gay bars? Yeah. If you go to Why gay bars. Why would you ask the guy if he likes P or D if you're shoving your fingers in his nose? And why would mm. and why would you, putting your hand down your gay pants, would, there, <laughs> would, would P be on it? You know well, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the smell. You're like, pear day, pear day. See, we don't know if the guy is a feminine acting. Maybe he gave signs to Don that he was a little bit. <laughs> he tried to buy him a drink. Don's gay. I'm sure he's had many guys buy him drinks. What what, what triggered this? I think just uh, knowing, knowing that a drink exists that's called the lemon drop. How many straight guys in this room? Have you ever had a lemon drop? It's, with, uh, it's actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah we've that all seems had like lemon a, drops. So lemon drops are just seems like, like a girl drink when you're not it's really. It's like a, like a lemony shot. It's yeah. like, like a, a limoncello? Yeah, it's like a limoncello. Similar, but it's got uh, what? It's five? like a kamikaze. You sat if at a bar and kamikazes on a lemon, or lemon drops lemon or, drop. or, you know, uh, purple hooters. I mean, it's, it's, it's that type of drink <laughs> right. where okay. you buy shots for everybody. We all got lemon drops, so oh, everyone can shots. do them. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, they're shots. It's not like a, I'm sipping on lemon drops. No, no, I just no, didn't no, picture no you to be that kind of guy. If there was a drink called a Hamilton and the bartender offered to buy you a Hamilton because he knew who you were, Heidi Hamilton, and knew yeah. who you were, right? then maybe he's like giving signs. And if it was a lesbian woman. Right. Heidi would not be offended by that. Right. So I'm saying I don't understand what the trigger mechanism here was where Don goes crazy. But apparently he says it never happened. Well, I was just wondering at gay bars, and Heidi, you've been in a few. Is this a common? As have you. No, well, only was it one time, twice, and I was invited there by someone else. Uh huh. Isn't the, is this perhaps a common thing that guys do in bars to see if the other guy's gay? Well, it's kind of drinks. But isn't that playfully what? putting hands in? I mean, that's the- no. No. Well, I don't know. No. I've at never had a girl bar, put her hand on her pants bar. and be like, oh, a, yeah, you like that? At a gay bar, what? doesn't that stuff go on a lot? No. A gay bar where it's, it's not it's not offensive there? Go ahead. Take this, Heidi. He's basically saying gay guys are just sexual deviants who just <laughs> stick fingers in their pants and shove them in each other's noses well, without kinda, anyone getting offended. This is a natural thing at a gay bar. It seems like at a gay bar. It's almost you like, would, show me your ID and stick your finger in my nose. I'm mustache. just, Frank, I'm just saying. <laughs> If you're at a gay bar full of gay guys, if, wouldn't you, why would you claim to be offended by someone? Oh my God, he's. I mean, aren't you there to do things yeah, like not, that? No, no, I'm maybe, not there to sniff some guy's finger. Maybe, no. maybe, but not. I'm not, just there to dance. No, that's the safe zone to go to sniff and other guys' fingers, shorts. isn't it? Isn't that where you go to but do such you things? You still are going to choose. <laughs> I still don't want somebody to put their hands on me until. I mean, there's still a an etiquette. I think there's of, still that bubble of don't get in here. Yeah, I like mean, we're this talking, is my making space. eye contact. At a gay bar, really? I thought that's the whole point of the gay bar. Is the the walls come down and we're all here to, you know... It's not an orgy. Well, the, the, he, still, they didn't exactly have an orgy, did they? You're he saying just, at a gay bar, there's no there's no personal space. You can just go up and just stick <laughs> your finger a in a guy's nose, stick your finger down a guy's pants. I mean, it's because it's a gay bar. I could have assumed that. But Okay, but think about, the, think about this. There, you're going to have a certain type who you're I've into. Seen, you're going to have a certain type of person. So we're all here. Now, maybe some guy sitting there and doesn't want you. You're not his type. You're going to come up and just grab his... his his genitalia and be like, hey, yeah, you want it? You like it? And he'd be like, get your hands off. What are you doing, dude? Okay, I'm, I'm learning here a lot with today. somebody. I'm, you're not my type. I mean, there's a whole... There's I still, guess I'm wrong. There's still... Frosty just throws $100 in your guitar case. That's his way of grabbing your balls and putting his finger in your mustache. Eric, would you like to respond to that? Wow. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you probably smart to stay out. <laughs>
Look, I Who don't know these things. Frosty flashes hundred dollar bills. Yeah. In Stop his, it. He'll Money. stuff a hundred dollar bill in your mustache. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like uh, Benjamins or Lincolns? Huh? Sorry, well, I like yeah. Benjamins. I mean, if I have to choose. <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> well, you're either big balling or you're like, hey, uh, time to tough. I am down to Washington this week. <laughs> what would you say to a He's Lincoln? got a Susan B. Anthony's nostril. Yeah. <laughs> you want to sniff my Sacagawea? <laughs> Get your hands off hey, my Sacagawea. Sacagawea. <laughs> I'm not defending Don Lemon because what he did was a mild if frosty. He did it, yeah. But I was just asking if this was this something that's common alleged. in a gay bar. This is not gay mild frosty. At a gay bar with a bunch of gay guys, this would be mild, would it not? Ask some gays to call. Yeah, I'm just uh, wondering. To it's have worth some half a, a million and a half bucks. Vigorously pleasure himself. Okay, take his well, dirty hand. I did that once. Oh. oh. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I did it to uh, Sam Rubin's headphones. <laughs> it was back at KLSX, and he, uh, you know, he had stepped out from the studio. He was back when he followed Howard between us and Howard, and it was like because Howard always, you know. It floated at the ending of a show. We never knew when it was going to end. And so uh, they threw Sam Rubin in there, you know, big mistake. And I'd taken his headphones and I rubbed them all in my pants and all in my junk. And I put them right back on his, on like where he was sitting. And he came in, threw them on his head to say goodbye. Frank, that's. <laughs> so I guess uh, that could be sexual. Assault. I think that's clearly but criminal. Clearly criminal, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you two weren't getting along, so he kind of deserved it. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't like a flirty motion. No. Like at the gay bar where you think that's a, that's a way to. This, that was a dominant, calmly flirt dominant with somebody. thing. Yeah, like the, a dominant thing. If, Frank, if you were gay and you went to a gay bar, I'm <laughs> guessing you would see a lot of things that out anywhere else would be considered sexual assault. But in a gay bar, in that safe environment for gays to do what gays want to do, that there may be a little grabbing and kissing and groping and touching and feeling and squeezing and pulling and yanking. But you sit at a straight bar, too. None. People kissing at a straight bar? You've never seen someone kiss somebody else at a straight and bar? Is, and, it's on the dance floor? and it's not considered sexual assault. So that's my point, right? No, it's but okay. you're, that's you're where you usually go. You go to two bar, people you kissing, kissing or, we're kissing. You kiss on the, we're kissing. You grab I'm agreeing the to being here winch, with you right now. The bar winch wants to buy you a beer and you flirt with a lady and you grab her and you lay one on her lips and you kiss her maybe a little umpity bumpity. And then you, now that's not sexual assault because you're in a bar with a bunch of people getting drunk making out. Yes, that is sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is sexual assault. Anyway. Oh, boy. It's best that you don't go out. Yeah, it's really, it's really I best. I think it's best that you just... I feel bad for Don Lemon. Chris Coleman, all the scene in. You would feel having bad a rough for Don week. You're worried because you've done something and you want to make sure that, oh, you thought this whole no. time that it was okay. Heidi, let me, let me repackage what you just said. I haven't done something, but these days you can't do anything. You can't grab still, the chick at a bar. I wouldn't consider you can't, this you can't, anything. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you definitely can't do this. You never could do this. Even back in the, no. the days where we used to have, you know, like... You drink scotch at work. No one's. You still couldn't stick your genital finger in someone's nose. No. All he did was smell. <laughs> it wasn't a rape. Now, true, the guy had a mustache. The smell out of later in the while, day, but... at some point during this show, when you least expect it, I'm going to put my hand down my pants and get get it real nice for you, oh, and I'm going to wipe God. it on your face. Oh Can my you do it at lunchtime? Because I've got some tuna salad. And, then and I guarantee oh. you would be like, what? Oh. Well, oh, or not me. You don't but maybe, think Heidi would immediately be fired? Maybe somebody, maybe somebody else in a different department. Somebody that comes in every once in a while, very high spirit. Heidi, if does this that happened at oh. some sort of aquarium store, 
a fish museum. No one would notice. Right. <laughs> okay, that, that's what happened. Well, did you just change the tank water or what? You got a little, yeah. uh, your little If this right. sexual assault happened on a hot summer dock, <laughs> I would, then I no would, one would notice. I would be fired. Right. I would be fired whether you press charges or not because somebody, if somebody witnessed that, I'd be done. That's in the workplace. But again, can sit it in a bar on Friday night when the music's playing and maybe maybe that's all right. <laughs> all right. We got the gays calling in. Anthony oh. says, uh, not, not this Anthony, uh, another <laughs> Anthony on uh, line one. Hello, Anthony. Hi, guys. Hi, Anthony. All right, you're our gay correspondent, and you've been to gay clubs, yes. correct? And so are oh, yeah, they... my husband loves you. Oh, thanks. And so are they, are they as touchy and as free and open and, and to assault as Frosty suggests? So I was in San Francisco this weekend, and I was obviously at many gay bars, and I think it's more open. People are flirtatious, yes. When it's unwarranted, they usually say stop or security kicks you out. Mm, right. But smell my right. finger. Does that happen a lot where you go? <laughs> I would <laughs> smell my finger. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. <laughs> I the... did go to the Eagle and I saw some risque stuff going on in the dark. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess and... there are spaces for that. But people really don't say anything. It's just kind of, oh, it's there. Yes, the safe zone. It's but like it's the phone bar. people bars. agreeing to go yeah. go into the let's go like give you the nod, like meet me back there, and then we're gonna go do crazy stuff. But not you're not just gonna oh. do it to me with me going. Oh, there's people standing right next to you. Right. So it wasn't like oh, like we're in a dark corner. No, like I'm maybe ten feet enjoying my cocktail right next to you, watching it. Just mm. while you're enjoying your cocktail. Like, <laughs> and then you just sit there, <laughs> and then you stand there, and you're like, hmm. And it just happens, but nobody says anything. But is this, this particular type of gay wow. bar where that happens and there's other other gay bars where that doesn't happen? Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously, there's more, like, seedy gay bars, and then there's ones where it's, like, it's musical Sunday and everybody's singing show tunes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anthony, I like our new gay correspondent, uh, Anthony. Oh, if we yeah. ever have any questions that, that, that uh, <laughs> involves... Homosexuality. We'll give you a call, Anthony, okay? And I'm going to give you a prize, too. I'm going to send you out to see. Let's see what I got for you. I'm going to send you to see Lenny Kravitz. God, kind of gay. Hell yeah. yeah. The Race Vibration Tour at the Shrine Auditorium yes. Saturday, September 21st. So uh, Tell hubby we said hi. Stay on home. By the way, this guy suing Don Lemon, apparently, allegedly, through Don Lemon's people, they say that he's tried to extort money from Don Lemon the past year. Like, give me money and I won't release this story. Give me, and that's what they're alleging. Oh. So this guy doesn't sound like a, he sounds like he's in it to make a million and a half bucks. You well, know? if I got a story, is it really extortion? And I said, well, listen. much of a story, though. Well, that, that's a wonderful finger. story. You should have the story about Placido Domingo. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so oh. There's another uh, celebrity in the news who's being, uh, this is, I guess, another wave of celebrities being charged with sexual assault or accused of sexual assault. And Placido, Placido Domingo, the uh, one of the three tenors, and I think he's been like the head of the L.A. Opera for since 2003. So, uh, yeah, he's being accused by some people. We'll talk about uh, his accusations after some traffic. What's going on, Lisa? Traffic report is brought to you by... Nobody escapes. There's no escaping them. More Frosty, Heidi, and Frank now on 95.5 KLOS. Welcome back to Crime Week on Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. Crime Week on the Frosty, Heidi, and Frank show. We're going to open the phones to you masterminds of crime. <laughs> yes, you've gotten away with something. You broke the law in a major way, or maybe you still do. 
You've never been caught. Like the FBI is searching right now for the sweatpants bandit. Yeah. What's that? Oh. Sweatpants. The laziest bandit of all. <laughs> I'm not getting dressed to go do this. So, well, so I mean, you got to think that, I mean, this they have to be a mastermind if the FBI is reaching out for. The FBI needs your help to find the sweatpants bandit. I mean, they couldn't figure it out themselves. It seems like they'd be the easiest bandit to catch. Well, maybe he's in the sweatpants when he's a bandit, but when he's done with his banditing. I like how you're on. sexist and assume it's a man, but it's a woman. Oh. She's robbing Ooh. banks in her sweatpants. You never hear bandit bandits uh, women. No, anytime you rob a bank, you're a bandit. And it's based based on what you have on is what they try to that's how they distinguish you. It's like, oh, it's the sunglasses bandit. Okay. But usually robbers and bandits are men, except for Clyde and Bonnie and Clyde. powdered wig bandit. I wonder how long the bandits think about that stuff. You're like, you know, it's going to stick. So whatever it is, you better be We better be dressed prepared. I'll look at this stupid shirt I'm wearing. I'm forever going to be Hawaiian shirt bandit now. You know what was in the news the other day? The guy had on Magic Sorcerer bandit. Magic Some wizard. Grand wizard. That no, wasn't Grand Wizard. Oh, dear. That's the Tattooed clan. wizard. Tattooed <laughs> wizard. Is this the words on his shirt? Tattooed wizard. And now he's a tattooed wizard bandit. So he was thinking about it. Yeah. What I mean, uh, the receding hairline bandit? <laughs> oh, it's receding. The big fat sweaty bandit. <laughs> what would Frosty's bandit name be? 1 800 5567. Pale pasty skinned bandit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she enters the bank, and it's a verbal demand, uh, very aggressive. She left each bank with an undisclosed amount, and so far the sweatpants has robbed um, several, four banks in the Oklahoma City metro area. They gave her the money? Huh. Oh, yeah. Huh. She's committed one robbery a month from December to May, but skipped March, and that's so that they can't find her. She's described as 5'3 to 5'6 white female, weighs about 110 pounds, in her late 30s, mid-40s. Sometimes carrying a floral print bag, and uh, that that's her, and they just can't find her. So she's one of these masterminds of crime, mm. and so are you like her? You've gotten away with some major crimes. Let's talk to you. we got Matthew. He's going to hold the longest. Hey, Matthew. Oh, wait, Hi, wait, wait. Do, it? do you want me to change your voice? Yeah, please. Okay, hold on. What about the name? Hold on. Matthew, he Matthew should we change he your name? Maybe changed that on his fur. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully he changed that himself. Yeah. Matthew E. Smith, go ahead. All right, oh, Eric, you have to answer the phone. All right, hello, Matthew. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Oh, pretty good. That's much better. Uh, All right. Cool. What crime did you get away with? Uh, I got away with a felony hit and run. I was uh, incredibly drunk. And so who'd you hit? the story hit? behind that was I was a 19-year-old dumb teenager. And uh, me and my buddies were drinking all day. So I, I, I was staying over on uh, 30 beers. So, uh, you know, we're feeling a little good. We come up with this genius idea that we're all going to go race. Uh, and it's about 2 in the morning. So uh, we hop in our cars, and we're all racing. And uh, something happens where a buddy cuts me off, so I have to slam on the brakes. And uh, there's a car at a stop sign. And I was trying to move out of the way, but my steering wheel had locked up. So there was no way for me to uh, to move out of the way. I ended up hitting the car going about 60 miles per hour after I step uh, step on the brake as hard as I can. And uh, I get real nervous. I, I try to turn the car over. It barely, barely switches on. I go I go to my house and uh, where it all started. And uh, I, run into a, I run to a buddy's house. We run inside, and I leave the car uh, in the driveway of my house. My buddy was actually my next-door neighbor. And... I just see the cops. There's about 30, 30 cop cars coming in, and they're waiting outside my house. They're talking to my parents, and uh, I'm, I'm watching it all happen from next door. 
And uh, the next day, you know, they, they never knocked on my buddy's door or anything like that. So the next day, um, I'm getting messages from everybody telling me I need to turn myself in. But apparently, I guess, uh, when I went to the police station, you know, I know better than to uh, outright confess to a crime. So I just say that the chief of police wanted to speak to me. He asked me if I had any information about a hit and run. Uh, I told him no, but uh, he said that since nobody identifies me as a driver, they couldn't charge me with a crime. Oh my god! And uh, the only thing, the the only reason the cops knew to go to where uh, I lived is because the car was registered to my uncle. <laughs> but uh, the license plate, the bumper, and the license plate were left at the scene of the crime. What happened to the uh, person in the car? Did they die? Are they okay? You don't know. Um, I had heard actually that they had got injured. Somebody that I actually knew previously. Uh, but the only reason that I can sleep at night and feel okay about it is that uh, since they knew who the car was registered to, uh, my uncle's insurance ended up paying them out. They had soft tissue damage, so they had to go to physical therapy. But aside from that, they're they're up and walking today, and uh, they got a nice settlement out of it. So your Happy uncle, ending. Mm, <laughs> wow. The uncle didn't rat him out. A lot of uncles yeah. would have said, you know what? Eh. I mean, yeah. But it was registered it's to his uncle, thing, so at the end of the day, he's, in, he's re- responsible. All right, Matt. Um, thanks for your Damn. call. Not really a mastermind of crime, because I, it was a drunken hit and run, which is uh, it could be dead, horrible. And it's a big felony. Yeah. I don't hear much remorse in his voice. I mean, he's confessing. Well, I mean, the person was but, dead. He's like, they got to they gotta pay out. But yeah, soft tissue damage. Uh, well, <laughs> physical therapy. <laughs> they're uh, they're walking around today though. Yeah, new car. Years. Yeah, yeah. boat. So kind of made out. In the words of Taylor, they shake it off, shake it off. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is this a mastermind of crime? Andrew stole seven computers from a computer lab in college. Hmm. Never well, got that's caught. Not. Mm, this. No. Uh, next, uh, Freddie unloaded the back of a train. Got a bunch of alcohol <laughs> and diapers. All right, from a train. Hey, Freddie. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Quite the combo. Were you planning on robbing a train, or does the train happen to be there stopped? Yeah, it was just because I, I, I live where the, the the railroad tracks are, and the train it was huge, long train, and it was just stopped. How'd you know I was on it to steal? You didn't. No, we didn't know. Me and my friends, we were just uh, you know we ride on the trains or whatever, but we seen this one train. Saw one hobo uh, was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Cra- it was a. Uh, it was cracked open, and we looked inside then, and we seen the boxes, and we just pried it open. And so you took the boxes, you ran back to your house, and you started opening up, and it was filled with alcohol and diapers? That's a weird combo. Yeah, there was, <laughs> it was random boxes. But, uh, most it's parent of it was care diapers. packages. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, one, of them, one of them was filled with just bottles of Jim Beam, which was the heavier box, which we only took one of, but we wound up with like six back six boxes of diapers. <laughs> you can sell those on the black market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Freddie. Uh, stay on hold for Masterminds of Crime. He's the uh, alcohol and diaper bandit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's going up against Steve. Hey, Steve. Hello. So, uh, How are you guys today? You're, you're a master. How are you guys today? Good. You're we're a master criminal. And uh, what'd you do? Well, I used to collect for uh, some people and shoot people in the knees if you, they didn't have the money. Damn. That was your go-to? They knew that you were going to shoot them in the knees? <laughs> oh, no, I would. I know you, you would. But... what a 44 does to a kneecap? It probably dissolves it. Yeah, I'd imagine it's bye-bye. <laughs> it could blow a whole leg well, off, couldn't it? A 44 Magnum? Well, I just didn't want to uh, 
ever have them sneak up behind me, I'd want to hear them in a wheelchair, hear the wheels squeaking if they Dave. ever tried to come back at me. Or the clip-clop of a peg leg. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't you use a more dainty <laughs> gun with a smaller bullet and smaller caliber to not destroy their leg entirely? Um, yeah, I could have, but I mean, I liked <laughs> so, my twins. Steve, you, some guy owed a, a signature. owed a thousand dollars. Your boss says, I need my money. I no. need it today. And you go, no, I'm going to go I, get I it. wouldn't, I wouldn't do it for a thousand. It had to be 10,000 or more because I got 20% of what I collected. Whoa. But so, if you had to shoot the guy, that means you didn't collect anything. No, I took whatever he had. And if he had a vehicle that I wanted, I would make him sign over the pink. Then I'd shoot him and. Well, why would you shoot the guy after you took his stuff? I gave you my car. That's to prevent yeah, my knees yeah. from my being Camaro. shot. Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that to prevent my knees from being pate. Well, I mean. You're just an ass. He me have to, he, Don't he, make him mad. Well. He, he uh, I mean, you know, it was a hassle to where I'd have to go on click. Why didn't you just pay his bill in the first place? So, I mean. I might as well get some enjoyment out of the deal, but so I mean, the enjoyment came from shooting was, the guy as opposed to getting the new car. I was, I was young, so you know, oh, young, blame it on youth. young and full of cum. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, Steve, I've been there. Steve, Steve, Steve was young. Okay, Steve, stay on hold. All right. Oh uh, God, Steve. Good Lord. All right, we're go- <laughs> Freddie was the diaper alcohol bandit. Steve uh, shoots people in the knees uh, as he's collecting cash an from enforcer. people who own money. So who is the most more master criminal? I hate to reward Steve I the hate knee to too, shooter. But let's keep him happy. Right. Shall yeah, we? Let's okay. give Steve the knee shooter Fine. something. The knee shooting bandit Steve. Uh, All right, Steve, you story. are going to see Steve Miller Band. Cool. Love it. Greek Theater, yeah. August 21st. Try that new car here. Stan Hope. And if Steve wants to take your seat at the concert, give it to him. Yeah. Don't He's sitting up in the front row. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next to uh, Masterminds of Crime, Don smuggled 18 pounds of weed into Canada back in the 70s. Back uh, then, the laws are really strict. They get you in big trouble. Against Andy, who was a drug dealer for 10 years. All right, let's go to Don first. Hey, Don. Hey, how you doing this morning? Pretty good. Do you want me to change your voice? <laughs> no, that's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> a long time ago. It's too late. Um, in the 70s, I owned a head shop in Flint, Michigan. And we had a, a seat in the back seat of my 66 Buick <laughs> Skylark mm-hmm. uh, that we, we packed full of, uh, I think about 18 pounds of marijuana Yeah, and drove across the border and <laughs> went, got to the primary border crossing. But, uh, cause the, the guard actually smelled something unusual in the car. Well, so we yeah. <laughs> secondary. Hmm. And, uh, the guy in secondary was sitting there, and he got in the car, climbed all around, and was bouncing on the back seat trying to get the bags to break open. <laughs> and I had them double bagged in Ziplocs before they were even popular. <laughs> and I ended up taking them into Canada and dropped them off. Drove around over to Ohio. Really? Wow. Somebody feel old when you say you used Ziploc Ziploc bags before they were popular? Does that make you feel super old? <laughs> yeah, they were they were pretty much. It was it was kind of like they had a flap that folded over. Oh yeah, oh, right. right. Yeah. And, then, and then you folded the, the another flap bag. over top of that. Mm-hmm. All right, Don, you stay on hold. All right, the, the smuggling bandit mm-hmm. versus Andy the drug dealer. We'll call him the Ziploc bandit. Ziploc bandit <laughs> versus Andy the drug dealer. Hello, Andy. Hello. You dealt drugs for ten years, never got caught. Never got caught. Why'd you quit? Well, uh, I had a kid and got into school and graduated and decided I didn't want to do that anymore. What kind of drugs were you selling? Uh, I was kind of a candy man, which was like I'd sell anything from pot to heroin and everything. 
in between, but my primary drug that I sold was ecstasy. Mm. Did, did you have somebody that you would go buy it from? Oh, yeah, but he was connected to the Japanese mafia, so I got really cheap prices. Oh, nice. How much so then money? you would move his product for him. Mm. How much did you make? Uh, well, I would take, I would get my 1,000 pills at 350 a piece. And then I take him to a rave and sell him for twenty bucks a piece. Well, do the math because I hate to. How much did you make? It's, it's about fifteen grand a week. Jesus, yeah. not too bad. I mean, quite the markup on a on an ecstasy pill that cost him two bucks. Did you ever? I mean, obviously, did you ever borrow some drugs and say I'll, I'll sell them and pay you later? Oh yeah, I did that, but I always paid people back because I didn't want people like that last guy shooting me in the kneecap. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you don't want Steve going. I need you my might, money. You might have met Steve if you didn't. All right, so Andy, <laughs> Andy, you stay on hold. Do you have another question for him? Well, yeah, I hate to sound all moral and high uppity. I just, I've never asked a drug dealer this, but I've always wanted to ask a drug dealer. Do you want to say it for tomorrow with Freeway? Rick Ross on the show? Well, he'll kill me. Oh, no, he won't. No, no, okay, he's, okay, a okay, he's a I'll gentle... Uh, uh, if I end up all murdered and stuff, you'll know. I'll save it, though. Okay, you'll save it for okay. tomorrow. Yes, oh, good. Time. All right, so Don, the Ziploc smuggler, or, or Ziploc bandit, mm-hmm. or Andy, the anything from marijuana to heroin bandit. <laughs> Who wins? Damn. Mastermind of crime. Ten years, got in, got out. $15,000 a week. This guy did one job to Canada. I think Andy wins. I do Mastermind too. of I crime. Do too. I would have voted for Don. You would have? Yes. Why? All right. Well, because I think back then, that much weed in the 70s, you'd probably be life in prison. I mean, that was a big But that big... was just weed. This guy is and, a candy man. Well, and the heroin? And Don, was just, Don was just having people have fun with weed. Uh, Andy could have killed people. Uh, ODs. Andy, you won. I'm going to send you out to see uh, Papa Roach at the Hollywood Palladium, August 31st. Roach, as in ear. Right, cool. Thank you. There you go, Andy. <laughs> Stay at home. And then we got to see, Mike worked in the back of a department store and would steal electronics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill sued a boss for sexual harassment that never happened and won. Ooh. Bill. Ooh. A guy, huh? All right. Hey, Bill. Hey, how you guys doing? Mastermind of crime. So uh, tell us the situation with your boss. Well, what it was, the guy was an, an ass, and um, I had a good, good employee reports all the way through my career there, and they ended up deciding they were going to renew my contract, and it was kind of a PS deal, and I said, oh, really? I said, okay, well, what type of uh, severance are you going to give me? He looked at me, and I kind of stole it from, if you ever saw the uh, movie American Beauty, where the guy basically tells his boss, hey, who, you know, how much are you going to give me if, uh, who's to say that uh, you didn't offer me money to, you know, perform uh, oral population on mm-hmm. me. The guy looked at him in that movie. So I use that same premise, and because um, you know, I've been alone with the uh, in the guy's office many, many times, and uh, I went all the way to uh, uh, arbitration on it, and uh, basically uh, was very convincing. I was pretty good, be a pretty good actor with it, and um, I won a very large settlement from uh, the employer from this. So, I mean, I guess it's not necessarily a crime crime, but really... Well, yeah, no, it's a crime crime. Extortion. Accusations. Yeah. It's funny because the guy the guy was such a jerk about it. You know, I mean, all they would have had to say was, hey, well, yeah, we'll give you a little severance. And, and he didn't want to do that. And I thought, well, you know what? This is this is BS. You know, I, I, I felt like I was being wronged. And um, I'd never done something like that before. And I was just pissed that uh, you know, they were they kind of shoved me out the door. And without good reason. So, oh. even though what Bill did is criminal, we all work for jerk bosses, and yeah. you kind of want to side with him because, okay, the boss deserves. How much money for your soul on that one, Bill? You know, uh, you know, for my soul, it was uh, it was six figures from the from the com- from the company. There you go, Bill. Mm. Yeah. 
so yeah, I, and, it, I, and I didn't feel bad about it. I have to say, I, mean, I know it sounds like I'm a jerk, but I guess I am. Mm. I, I mean, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, so does this ruin your whole argument, Heidi? That obviously people make accusations all the time that aren't real. I mean, uh, but Bill, because he was a guy and he lied about it, just takes that whole guys can't come forward anymore because we're probably lying about it. <laughs> I mean, well, and I figured that that because that a guy coming like that, no one ever does that. I thought that adds credibility. Actually, more credibility. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it did. And you know what? The, the guy was an ass, and he, the guy deserved something because uh, he was a jerk. In your thank, opinion, thank okay. you so much, Bill. Yeah. Now, if there's a woman who's done the same thing, call up and admit it. Mm-hmm. Call up and admit it. That happens a lot, right? You think? Yes. I don't know. You would know because I think you automatically assume that they're not. I think lying. a lot more harassment what happens. Was it? Where you no have one to comes believe forward. it. What's the hashtag? Well, me too. No, not me too. But like we're not we're going to uh, believe women. No, is that what it was? Believe, believe women. women. It's like going back to the Duke uh, lacrosse players, the woman alleged rape, and the rape never happened. But everyone believed women just because they made the allegation. That sort of mentality is very, very sick and wrong. Just because you say movie it. Out now, what Brian Banks mm-hmm. story, where mm-hmm. a sixteen-year-old and accused of rape and didn't ever happen, and gets out, and we're trying to get him on the show. Uh, but uh, you couldn't, we couldn't make it in for Crime Week to talk to him. Because I'm like, what? I can't imagine having that happen when you're 16, going to prison for that many years, get out, and there's false accusation of rape, that you're going to be in any kind of normal relationship with a woman after that. I mean, do you have I mean, you got married. do you have a notary republic with you at all times? <laughs> Every time you have sex, you got to get a thumbprint from this woman? Right. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I wanted to have him on the Today's show. Today's date is this. Yeah. We are getting ready to engage I mean, in sexual copulation. About ruining the foreplay, Brian. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk to him. Possibly, he might have called into the show at some point. Um, what the hell? Oh, Frosty's bandit name coming in on the text messages. If you ever want to text the show, text <laughs> FHF and then your comments to six eight six eight three. First one through was the butt bandito. Oh, oh I don't like that one at all. Uh, let's see, <laughs> queso blanco. Better. <laughs> Getting there. Hamburglar. Oh, well, it's taken. Somebody out there. Uh, the senior citizen bandit. <laughs> no, he's older. Uh, I'd like to throw one. Helitubby bandit. <laughs> cheese burglar. <laughs> Big fat pig queer bandit. Okay, go. I'm gonna the go BFPQ with uh, Dorito bandito. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> Unemployed bandit or the fired bandit. Oh, that's funny, isn't it? The long-winded stick 'em up bandit. No. I don't understand. Let me tell you why. You see the douchey bandit. Mm. <laughs> Uh, little I like little Asian boy bandit. I don't think that's true. Now we're just it? getting hilarious. Yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> You just go into banks and take little Asian boys with you. <laughs> Bone smuggler bandit, chubby man bandit. Chubby uh, what? Chubby man. Chubby man, okay. Uh, for us it'd be big baby bandit. Let's see. <laughs> and name long boring bandit. <laughs> My note goes on and on and on forever. <laughs> and another Wait, thing. In flip, summary. Flip it over, there's another side. <laughs> And then 949 says, I hope Frosty doesn't insult Rick Ross's nose tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh, God. I'm not in love with him, Let's so I won't. Do that I only again. insult noses I'm in love with. The rump robber. <laughs> oh, what do people think of you, Frosty? I'm starting to wonder. Think of you? I, I'm starting. All these years of careful image building out the window. I know. 